You're listening to Network, the Women in Mining South Africa podcast. In this episode, I'm chatting to Simone Nyker, who was at Mining in Daba as a representative of young engineers in the industry. All right, let's go. So, Simone, welcome to the Women in Mining South Africa podcast that we're hosting at the Mining in Daba. Yes, thank you, Bryony. As you mentioned, um, my name is Simone Nyker. I'm an engineer at Exaro, and I'm here at the Mining in Daba as their official young engineering advocate. That's very exciting. How does one become the official young engineering advocate? Well, I think it has been a very unintentional journey for me. I enjoy talking about mining and my lived experiences in the mining industry, and I do this on the LinkedIn platform. And what I love about LinkedIn is it's a place where we get to represent ourselves professionally. And um, yeah, through the engagements I've had there, this opportunity resulted because of my very large following. And the following ranges, you know, from graduate level to CEO level. And I think for me, that's very important because conversations are generally had with executives and directors. And I think young graduates actually have so much to offer the mining conversation. Absolutely, they do. We always need to hear different perspectives of all generations. Yeah, especially moving into the future that we are. It's very technical, it's very technological. And I think young people have the advantage of having been born with technology existing. And we are therefore very well placed to leverage off it. This is very true. So I see your um, registration badge says my tiara is a hard hat. Tell me about that. (laughs) It's actually, it's funny. So the title, it's actually very personal. Um, I grew up and when I was growing up, I would look at these beautiful women in these pageants and they always looked so, so stunning and they were so revered. And it was really just every little girl's dream to, you know, wear that tiara and be on the stage with the sash and the bouquet of flowers and the confetti, you know, it's like an image that you have in your mind. And I did, I entered a few pageants myself thinking, you know, maybe one day I could be like this image, you know, and um, I I unsuccessfully entered these pageants and it came to a realization one day where I realized that this image that I'm striving toward, it's not necessarily the space that I'm meant to thrive in. And it wasn't necessarily that pageant space that I'm supposed to thrive in, but rather the mining industry. And I think it was just a, a very humbling moment of realization, like when I was sitting alone and I, I was thinking about it and I, was, I, I just came to the realization that my tiara, that tiara, that image that I've always been kind of thinking, I need to be like these women, um, that the tiara I've so desperately been looking for is actually in my hand and it's taken the form of a hard hat. As unflattering as that may be, it gave me strength and it really just gave me something to identify with and hence um, the branding and that's my brand, that's my my identity and my company. So yeah. Okay, so and absolutely, it's a wonderful insight. We all have strengths, and when we find that place where we are strong, we can do amazing things. Definitely, definitely. So, tell me a little bit more about your hard hat. What do you do in the mining industry? Yeah, so um, I center around having conversations that bring specifically young professionals, especially, into the conversation. So, I'm a representation um, of 
women in the industry that are young that are willing to speak up and share a view and an opinion. So I sit on the Council for Young Professionals with the Southern African Institute of Mining and Metallurgy. So um, from a technical stream as well, we're looking to develop young professionals and really just enable and empower. And I think my whole journey as my tiara is a hard hat is to share my journey and to enable others to not only share theirs, but um, feel empowered and, and able in, in an environment that was previously very male-dominated. Mm, absolutely. And what has been the lived experience of your journey in the mining industry? Yeah, so I remember getting onto the mines for the first time. Um, it was all really quite intimidating. You know, you, you come out of university and you've got this wealth of knowledge and experience and um, very academic you know, knowledge and experience, the experience being what you've done in the labs. And when you go into the field and you realize just the sheer volume of material that you're working with and um, that the people are so different. And I moved to Lepalale and um, I didn't understand the language. I didn't necessarily fit in into the culture. And I think my introduction into the mining industry was one of adaptation. Mm. So it was one of seeing and um, and feeling that difference and looking to bridge that gap. So mm. I very quickly, being a people person, got to know the people and um, was washing the plant floors and really just getting to know people and mm. understanding and helping them. And I think through that I learned because I, I went in very much not with a I know everything because I'm from university mm. and I've studied this in a textbook, but very much from a place of you have the experience and you have the knowledge and please teach me. Mm. So I think that was very much my, my lived experience as um, a young engineer in that space. Yeah, I think that's a very insightful experience because a lot of people do come into the industry with the attitude of I've got a four-year degree or a mm -hmm. master's degree and I have all this knowledge and my knowledge trumps your experience and yeah. it can be the downfall of a lot of young graduates. Definitely it can be so incredibly damaging and I think company culture has a lot to do with that. Um, I find that at Exaro specifically um, I've seen and I've experienced that there's a lot of um, care for the input of younger employees so I noticed even on my graduate program we had sessions with the executive committee as the young professionals straight out of university um, and those kind of conversations you know you think that they're not as meaningful you know it's just a 10 minute conversation or chat but things like that really shape your whole view mm. of the world and the view of your company and how you should interact. So I really think there's a space where senior leadership and young professionals really need to kind of come together to talk about the old and the new and the future. Well, that's a lovely segue into my next question, which is what do you see as the mine of the future and your role in the mine of the future? Yeah, it's a brilliant question. I think um, with the mining in Darwin being focused on ESG and, you know, increased sustainability, I mean, we've spoken about Anglo and their new truck that uses hydrogen and such brilliant um, technology using water. I mean, you know, this resource that we know it's not abundant, but it's definitely recyclable and reusable. And... Um, I think the mine of the future is one that is sustainable, definitely. One that really takes into account what it takes from the earth and ensures that it, it, it tries to neutralize 
as much as possible. Um, in that mind of the future, I would say my role is probably to um, find new technologies that can help us enable, be cleaner, you know, be more efficient, and just continue the sustainability talk and drive, and extending that role towards authentic leadership. And I know, Bryony, you're very big on being authentic and um, bringing yourself to the table. And I think that's what it's going to require of us mm. in the future. You know, we really just need to be ourselves. And I think my role there in that context would be partly looking for new technology and maintaining the technology that we've put in place, but also just to continue being authentic and really just understanding that mining is about people. Yeah, it is at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, so I've asked a lot of people who are from older, more experienced than you, what their advice would be for young people entering the industry. I want to ask you this question in two parts. Firstly, what's your advice for young people entering the industry as well as what would you like older people in the industry to know? Okay, perfect. Um, My advice for younger people entering the industry is to come in humble and to make sure that you don't come in with an arrogance that will very soon find you in difficult social positions. And while we work with equipment and machinery, work is really a, a social dynamic. And if we come in with arrogance, we're very definitely going to make that difficult for ourselves. So young professionals, please be humble. Come in with a mindset of learning. Mm. Um, and to the older people in our industry, you know, people with all of that experience, don't be afraid to go speak to someone young and actually impart that. So something about legacy is, you know, we look at all of these people like goodness um elon musk and you know all of these amazing people out there and you know we see them building their legacy and sharing and um, really changing the world but legacy it's not only for people like that your legacy could be that five minute conversation that you have with a young professional that changes their life forever so go make a legacy for yourself and you can do that daily just by intervening and giving advice and really coaching and i know you're huge with coaching and you know you really understand what it takes in order to coach someone so i'm even go and take a course with you understand what coaching really really entails and don't feel that you know um, you're just born a good coach get advice understand how to coach because that itself will will just leave such a big impact on the people that you engage with yeah so there's two things that I want to pick up from that and and I think the one is when we as leaders in the industry are aware and intentional about how we show up every single day. We have the ability to leave a much larger legacy through what mentees pick up from us because mentoring doesn't just happen in a mentoring session, it happens in the observations that mentees have of you every single day. So be conscious and intentional about how we show up every single day. The other thing I want to pick up is your advice to young people about be humble. And I absolutely support the concept of entering humbly and with great curiosity. What I want to just say, because I see this in a lot in my coaching, is a lot of people confuse being humble with not advocating for themselves. Oh, yes. And and I really think it's important that young people know that they have to advocate for themselves. And at the same time, be really curious about 
learning from others. I agree. I think humility can be confused with I cower and I get into a corner and I'm therefore humble. Mm. I think we need to framework humility as I am humble enough to say that I do not know Mm. and I will find out. So I love that you keep using the word curiosity Mm. and being curious because that is essentially what I'm referring to. It's it's going in there with a mindset of I don't know, please help. And um, I think... You know, the cowering and the feeling, especially as a woman in the mining industry, you might feel a little bit intimidated when you get into that space and you might not feel like you can ask a question because people are already assuming that you don't know because you're a woman, you know? And Well, and the reality of that is often women create the narrative for themselves. That's fair. So when we go in assuming that we're already second rate and that we can't ask questions and that we must stay quiet we create exactly the reality that we're trying to break. That's true. That's true. I think extending the conversation into senior leadership will help us break that gap. And even into leadership, not at the senior level, but at the business unit level where you have middle management that needs to encourage the and create environments where uh, young people feel like they can actually speak up so mm. it's twofold it's have the confidence to speak up and if and when you get promoted to that middle management position create an environment for someone else mm. and if we keep doing that it's going to be a cycle that's enabling and, and yep. generative yep. absolutely. yeah absolutely i think the final point is on a kind of be a professional in mining not be a woman in mining yes and i just want to get your views on that as a philosophy 100 percent. i actually really love the philosophy of being a professional and not just being a woman um purely because being a professional is about being good at your job Mm -hmm. it's not about i am great because i'm female Mm. but rather I'm great because I'm good at my job and oh my goodness you did this while being female I think the core narrative needs to be I'm good at what I do and therefore I'm a professional but where the accolade and the admiration comes in is that as a woman in a masculine environment you've managed to be good at your job and be professional and and hold your head up high so I think a lot of women um, tend to use the, the, the women in mining kind of movement as as almost like a little bit of a crutch and say you know I'm a woman in mining oh gosh I'm oppressed I'm going through this I'm going through that and I think what we actually need to do is transcend that and say I'm a professional in mining I'm good at my job but I am also a woman mm. so definitely thank you for that Barony. lovely this has been a great chat Simone I look forward to more and I hope you enjoy the rest of the Andaba. Yes, I will. It's been fantastic. Thank you to Women in Mining South Africa for inviting me on your podcast. It's been an honor. Absolutely. Thanks, Simone. Okay.